You're listening to the home of cool, irreverent, and entertaining talk right here on L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome to The Art of Love. My name is Lucia. I'm your host and a dating and relationship expert. And I'm here to entertain, educate, and enlighten you about love, dating, and relationships. Take your calls, answer your emails, and speak to authors of books which I find interesting. And this week, I find the book very, very interesting. And I'm so glad I found it. It uh, talks about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. And the name of the book is French Women Don't Sleep Alone. And uh, even though I am Italian, French women and Italian women, just all European women, they are very different from American women, as we're going to discuss on today's show. The author is Jamie Cat Callan. The website is Jamie Cat. Callan, and so I'm going to welcome Jamie to the show. Hello. Hello, Lucia. Bonjour. It's wonderful to be here. Merci. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to be speaking a little bit of French today, so, uh, you know, it's it's funny because actually um, I was just interviewed recently by the French Quebec version of Elle. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so it's funny that now you're on the show. It's 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 French week for me. Yes. Lovely, yes. <laughs> um, so a little bit of background on Jamie. She grew up under the, under the tutelage of her French grandmother who taught her the secrets of how French women find and keep love. Jamie has traveled to France many times and interviewed hundreds of French women and more than a few men. She's also the creator of the Writer's Toolbox and the author of Hooking Up or Holding Out. Um, her writing has appeared in, New York, in the New York Times, Modern Love Column, uh, Best American Erotica, and many other places, and today I'm lucky to have her here with me. So how did you come to write this book? Oh, well, it's really true. My French grandmother was a complete inspiration to me, and, you know, I noticed how while my grandparents didn't have the most peaceful marriage in the world, it was actually kind of tumultuous, I realized that it was pretty darn spicy and interesting, and my grandfather was always kept on his toes by my grandmother. Um, she was, you know, really elegant and um, very, very mysterious, but they didn't always agree with one another, and I think that's actually one of the secrets to a great relationship, is that you don't always agree, but that you keep things interesting. Right, that way there's always a little tension there. Yes, no, yes. You don't get bored. Um, so exactly. So what, what would you say is the main difference between French women and American women when it comes to dating? Well, they don't date. That is the big shocker and oh. the main difference. Um, when we traveled, I went to France. Um, my first um, interview, I, I brought uh, along a gal, Jessica Lee, who is in her 
30s and single. So we were a really good pair to do this research trip. I'm in my 50s and married, uh, but newly married. So it's a second marriage. And um, so we were both really interested in, well, how how do French women date and what's the difference? And when we asked the French women, like, so how do you date here in France? They looked at us completely bewildered and said, we don't date. We don't do that boring one-on-one interview style date where you sit in a restaurant and kind of, you know, ask questions and get to know one another. They just don't do it. But rather, they're going out in groups and they're having a lot of dinner parties. Right. Um, yeah, and I know I totally identify with that because I was born in Italy. Then we moved to Canada when I was five. I went to school there and then I moved back to Italy in my 20s. So I spent most of my 20s there. And so I got used to European men and European style of dating. And so, you know, I've always had a problem dating here. And I think it's very artificial, the, the uh, you know, the modern date. You know, what's what's nice about going out in groups and dinner parties, mm-hmm. in, you know, the European style, is that you can kind of keep a man guessing for a long time because, you're, you know, you're just in a big group and he doesn't really know that, you know, you're um, really, really attracted to him. Um, and it, it just and then you've got other men around you who are flirting with you. So it creates a lot of um fun for a woman. I think it's really the secret to the French woman or the Italian woman or the European woman's confidence. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned dinner parties because a girlfriend of mine who's Hungarian, uh, she has dinner parties all the time and you never know who's going to be there and they're always so much fun. You are a lucky girl. Yeah. You are a lucky girl to have this friend. (laughs) (laughs) You must meet a lot of really great men this way. Well, yeah. I mean, last time she had someone there for me, and uh, and so when I arrived, I'm like, okay, well, which one is he? And I'm like, no, it can't be that one. No, it can't be that guy. <laughs> and then the guy that she thought for me, I'm like, are you kidding? Is like, come on. <laughs> uh, right. But then there was probably another guy who was just fabulous, right? Uh, no, there wasn't. But it's okay. We had oh. fun. I had fun anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know. You know, um, I think it's really important for a woman to be out in the world among men and women to be seen. Because down the road, you know, there might be this man that came and left early, and then a few weeks later you see him, I don't know, at the Whole Foods. You're in L.A., so you have Whole Foods, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you see him there, and he remembers you. But this wouldn't have happened if you didn't have that that dinner party at your friend's house. Right, exactly. And then you also mentioned the walk, which is uh, something very popular in Italy. In fact, it's called la, La Passeggiata which is what you do after dinner. (laughs) Oh, lovely, lovely. Yes, so um, what's interesting is rather than um, going on that one-on-one date again, say say you meet a fabulous guy at the dinner party, so rather than saying, okay, well, let's meet next week and, you know, have lunch or have dinner, they they say, oh, let's, let's go for a walk. And what's great about that is that then you're still not sure. He's not sure, well, is this a friendship? Is this, you know, just a you know, platonic relationship? Or is there something more romantic going on? So it keeps you, um, you know, still very mysterious. But also the wonderful thing about going for a walk with a man is that you are seen, you are being seen, and you are seeing 
So just by being, I really do think like there's something, you know, when you're in a group and you're out in the open air and there's romance in the air and there are men and women, say, sitting at park benches, it's, it's very inspiring. And he notices if other men are looking at you. Mm-hmm. So it kind of adds to his, um, Desire. you know, sense of the hunt. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I experienced this because I, um, I was, uh, I was in Vegas with someone actually, and we were walking around the forum shops, and he goes, "Everyone's looking at you," and I'm like, "They are." <laughs> I had, yes. I hadn't even noticed, but he had noticed. Yes, because I think men are actually very competitive. <laughs> they won't admit this. They won't. They'll say, no, no, I don't care what other men, I don't care other men are looking at you. But they really do. They really notice it. So it's very important for you to, you know, to, to get out in the open, get out of the hotel room every now and then and walk on the promenade. Yeah. So, um, all right. So then how, how does a woman, how is this going to happen here, here in America? <laughs> so if someone asks a woman out, she's, she'll be like, great, let's meet up for a walk. Well, yeah, or he might, he might, well, actually, because we are American men, haven't been trained in the French way yet. Mm-hmm. So it, I guess it's up to the woman to say, let's meet for a walk. But there, um, you know, I know in L.A. you're not in a walking culture, but certainly, don't you have like that Santa Monica Mall, or aren't there places where promenades where yeah, you can walk yeah. around and they've set up little park benches Absolutely. and fountains? I think that that's the thing to do, or to say, go on a hiking path where you're um, likely to see other people. But get outdoors and um, become, um, you know, get yourself to a place where you're being seen. Yeah, okay, now I figured out how to do it. Instead of saying, let's go for a walk, <laughs> um, you yes. can actually agree to meet someplace. Like here we have the Grove and the Santa Monica Promenade that you talked about. And you can just say, okay, let's meet at the Grove and we'll figure something out. And then you just start walking. Yes. <laughs> and it's, that's so natural and wonderful. And, yes, you're going to have the same sort of uh, experience that you did in Las Vegas where he's going to say, oh, look at these men looking at that gorgeous blonde woman I'm with. <laughs> So, Lucia, this is the answer. I have to tell you something else about you. I've looked at your your photographs. You're so beautiful. Thank you. And in your latest photograph, what I think is really brilliant is you're wearing eyeglasses. Mm -hmm. And this is so French. First of all, it's sexy to be brainy and smart. But also, it gives you a kind of mystery because then there's this... um, uh, you know, this prop almost that you that is that can be removed. Like he wonders, wow, what would she look like without her eyeglasses on? You know, it adds a little bit of an obstacle that also creates that sense of, oh, she's a little bit of a challenge. Right. Yeah, I can't tell you when I first put that photo up how many compliments I got from men saying, oh my God, you look so sexy yeah. in this, and I was so surprised. I was like, wow. Yes. Yes. It's very French to be smart and a, a little bit, um, you know, a little bit mysterious. It's very, very sexy. Yeah, in fact, when I was buying the glasses, I heard from the saleswoman that she said a lot of people were coming in and they didn't need glasses to read, but they just wanted to wear them because they wanted to look more intellectual. Yes, yeah. So, so that, that, I think it's it's actually very, very brilliant. Yeah, it's another, uh, yeah, for me, I do need to wear them. I'm not... <laughs> 
I don't, oh. have, I don't have them on just <laughs> well, for the hell of it. <laughs> you're lucky then. You're a lucky girl. Um, you know, the other thing in terms of mystery is the scarf. So along with the eye, this is very typical of a French woman in addition to wearing the eyeglasses, they'll wear a scarf. And I really kind of thought a lot about why the scarf is so powerful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, a scarf is a nice fashion accessory. Certainly it can take, you know, a basic palette of black or cream or navy or, or white and add, you know, a splash of color. But more than that, the scarf is another one of these props where if you wear your scarf and say you go out and you're sitting, let's say you go to the grove and it's you're sitting on a park bench and it starts to get chilly, or let's say it starts to get warm and you've got your scarf on, you slowly remove it. You do it with a sense of purpose and of subtlety because men are mesmerized whenever a woman is unraveling or untying mm. or unbuckling or undoing <laughs> anything, you will have his complete 100% attention. So right. that's the real power of wearing a scarf. And same with the eyeglasses. <laughs> right. Take them off once in a while and then put them back on. Take mm -hmm. them off. Absolutely, notes. absolutely. They will be hypnotized. <laughs> um, yeah, and also in terms of dressing, you said, in America we tend to dress down on weekends, but not so the French. French women take even more care to look good on weekends. Why is that? Yes, because the men are around. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, during the weekdays, they may, they always dress well. You know, I've never seen a French woman who looks as dowdy. Mm. So they're, they're always really dressed well, but they will particularly look great on weekends because, yeah, the men are around during the day, whereas they might be off you know, working during the weekday. And, you know, the French don't have this hang-up about, oh, it's like so unliberated to want to dress for a man or to please a man. They really feel like this is a... And men dress for women, mm -hmm. and that it's this delicious dance, and that, um, you know, de viva la différence when it comes to men and women. And so, yeah, they, they dress to please. So always heels and sto stockings. You know, stockings are a little easier to do in France because they have the stay-ups. Do you mm, know these stockings? Yeah. Now here in America, it's interesting. Like you, we're either we wear well bare legs, which I I think probably you do a lot yes, in here in California, yes. and probably not pantyhose anymore. <laughs> no, um, or jeans. But in France, they have every store sells the stay-ups which are these stockings, and they can be opaque or they can be quite sheer, and they have these lace tops, and then these like little slightly like sticky rubbery things at the top mm -hmm. so they stay on your thighs. Yeah. And they're really comfortable, and they're not wearing them because, oh, you know, this is going to be a special night, and I'm going to wear this these stockings with my Victoria's Secret corset <laughs> get-up thing with the bustier and all of that. Right. But rather, they will wear this on a daily basis. I would really like to start a campaign where we get them in our stores. I mean, Why, they you know, do... So that they're really readily available to American women. They're so comfortable. I wear them all the time. 
Yeah, I mean, I have some, so I and I think I bought them here, so I think they do sell them here. I just think women may not know they're available. Yes, but we, we have to spread the word. Well, we're starting it right now. Um, Very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in terms of dressing, like one thing I picked up from having lived in Italy, and thank God I never lost it, was to always um, not, not necessarily be dressed up, but definitely not dressed down. Like the other day, I was home all day working, and I had to leave the house for about five minutes. You know, I could have just thrown any old thing on to go to the store, but being European, <laughs> I put on, you know, a maxi dress, uh, sandals, lipstick, sunglasses, and off I went for five minutes. Ah. Perfect, perfect. You know, Coco Chanel has this saying that a woman should always dress for a date with destiny. And I don't know if you've ever found this. The, the few times where I've gone out the door and I've mm. checked this with girlfriends where you, <laughs> like, you, your hair is dirty and, you, you know, you, you really look a wreck. Yeah. You don't do anything. That's when you meet the yes. man. You know, that's when you have an encounter <laughs> with the most gorgeous man of your dreams ever. So, I mean, it's just like Murphy's Law or something. So I think it really behooves a woman to, whenever she leaves the house, to look her best because you never know. You never know who you're going to run into, and you never know who's watching you and, you know, what can come of this, like, you know, simple encounter when you're, you know, you're at the CVS and waiting online. You never know... um, you know, what destiny has in store for you. Exactly. Uh, in fact, you say that um, French women know that every man is a potential lover, and uh, even if he's not, at least uh, he offers you the possibility of building up your sense of self-esteem and confidence. Exactly, exactly. They really believe in this idea of a coterie, which means basically that you have this group of friends, male friends and female friends, that you can go out with and that um, build up your confidence that you, you know, you feel um, they make you feel really attractive and um, it's a reason to go out and get dressed up. And then sometimes out of this coterie where you think, oh, this is just a platonic male friend, well, you know, down the road um, something can happen. Maybe they, you know, they break up with their girlfriend and they confess to you, oh, you know, they've always had this mad crush on you. So it's great to be out in a group of um, men and women where you can really shine. Yeah, and um, and also you, uh, and French women, um, how do, you said that they seduce everyone they meet. How do they do that? Yes. So, um, you know, the this word seduce has a little bit of a different meaning in France. Mm-hmm. So when when they uh, when I say they seduce everyone, it's not ne- it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to take everybody to bed with <laughs> right, them. <right. laughs> but you know, just to negotiate um, simple daily life of buying groceries and maybe you know getting a new cell phone, France is such a culture that. It's important that one be um, seductive in in order to get what you want, say to get that freshest apple at the market or to get the best cell phone plan. And that simply means um, looking your best, smiling, um, having, you know, entertaining, yes, maybe slightly flirtatious conversation because it's it's not about, the goal of getting them into bed, but rather it's about making life 
a lot more fun and a lot more pleasant and pleasurable. The French are all about where is the pleasure and how can we take ordinary moments and turn them into a really pleasurable experience. Yeah, I actually did this. I wasn't even trying to do this by mis- not my mistake. Last year, um, I went into the bank because I needed to ask about the bank fees, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was not. Yeah, happy. This is a, this can be an opportunity for flirting. Yes, yes, and I mean, you know, so it was a guy, and uh-huh. uh, and uh, and he was Russian. I could tell by his accent, and luckily I speak a bit of Russian, and so uh-huh. I asked about the bank fees, and I but then I sort of started flirting in Russian, like, oh, hello, how are you, you know. You know, how to show yeah. Kagila, all that, and uh, and he t- <laughs> and he cut the bank fees for a year. Oh wow! Yeah, what was that was very successful flirting. My goodness! <laughs> I know. We, in this economy, we got to do it to, <laughs> to. Wow! Yes, yes. You better cut costs every way you exactly. can. But also, even even beyond that, it it makes the moment more enjoyable. It makes going into the bank a little bit more fun, and then everybody feels a little bit better. You know, I think it's it's good for humanity. It's good right. for the planet to flirt. Exactly. But you also say that, you know, the French women, instead of complaining that her guy isn't giving her enough attention, she does something else. What does she do? Well, she gets, you know, she gets busy in her own life. Um, one of the most important uh elements to a Frenchwoman keeping her mystery. It's something called the secret garden. And the secret garden can be literally a secret garden. So she finds this little corner in her hometown that's, you know, it's maybe a garden or it's or or it's just the library or it's a great cafe. And she goes there on her own and just enjoys herself, maybe has you know, like a wonderful cup of coffee, like a really good cappuccino or or even a little bit of pastry, or she goes to her library and doesn't tell anyone about it, or she may, you know, for me, my secret garden is concertina lessons. I've just taken up, it's a little accordion. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm just doing it for myself. I'm not really very musical, but I always feel so great after my lessons. And so I'm I'm taking care of myself and I'm not so worried about, oh, my husband is ignoring me or, you know, um, I'm wondering what he's thinking. But rather it's about taking care of her own needs. And sometimes that secret garden may be just like spending the day in bed, like really, rela- or, or a day at a spa, but basically taking care of herself and letting, I really do believe that men need, their own time alone, and their own time to regroup. And often the mistake women make in romance is when they, you know, things start hot and heavy, mm-hmm. and then the man has to slow down, and he gets a little like, oh my gosh, this is really something, and he needs to go back to his corner yes. and think about this. Like what, like, because he's actually considering, gee, maybe we will take this relationship to the next level and become more serious, but he needs this time in his corner or in his cave that mm-hmm. which, you know, um, John Gray wrote Mars versus Venus right. talks about. But I think often as women, we get really nervous. It's like, what's he doing? Where did he go? And we start to chase after him to find out what is he thinking? And that's the worst thing to yes. do 
because I think it really scares him. So that's when the secret garden can really come in handy. So a woman could let him have his time and she can regroup and do things that really make her feel beautiful and confident. And you also, but you also missed the most important thing, and that is, you said <clears throat> they know it's better to show a man there are other men who are interested rather than complaining yes. that he's not paying enough attention. Yes, yes. So that's where the coterie really comes in handy, because so if this man has seemingly gone by the wayside, or he's like, you know, he's just a no-show, there should be other men in her life that she can go out with. That she can, and that will also make her feel really attractive and beautiful so that he knows that, gee, you know, if, if he, you know, if he's away for too long, he's going to lose her. Mm-hmm. In fact, you have a quote in here. Now I get to use my French. <laughs> and and it, you say, je te suis, tu me fuis, tu me fuis, je te suis. So what does yes. that mean? So I chase you, you chase me. Um, I think I chase you again. <laughs> no, it's I chase you, you run away, you chase me, oh. I run away. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> I knew the chasing part was in there, yes. So it's, that, it's, you know, it's very similar to the game that children play on the schoolyard. I don't know if you remember that when you were a little girl and a boy would chase you and then he would stop. And then it would be, gee, I miss being chased, so you chase him back. But rather, it's better for a girl to get another guy to chase her. Mm-hmm. It's just more empowering. And, and to also be aware that a lot of this, especially early on in a romance, there's a little bit of game playing. Mm-hmm. It's playful. It's not, I don't think it's anything to say, oh, my gosh, you know, this is manipulative. It's just human nature. We did it as children, and we do it as adults. So it's just a way to make sure that, you know, we're, we're having fun with the game of romance. Yeah, because I think that American women, they're more proactive when it comes to dating, which I don't think they should be, and they're more masculine in their approach. They think, well, if he's not going to call me, then I'm going to call him. But you say right. the French women do the opposite. They, they go the other way. They will go find somebody else. And because they have the confidence to know he will be back, he will be back. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think men have a psychic power when it comes to um, um, realizing that the woman has lost interest and may be moving on to somebody else. They just know it. Whereas if if he's sort of fading away, and then we start pursuing him, and we call him. It's actually, we're sort of teaching him that, that oh, it's good to, to fade away because then she'll chase me. Right. Which is it's not what you want. Because it just, you know, it just, um, it, it um, disempowers him as a man. I think men like to feel, you know, powerful and that they're, you know, kind of in the driver's seat. And, and it, this might sound sexist, Go but it's, you know, it's, it's not sexist, it's sexy. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
So I agree with you. I think sometimes it's a little hard because, you know, as American women, we're very interested in our career. We're very professional. And we bring that kind of sensibility into our romantic lives. And it really doesn't belong there. No, exactly. And uh, actually, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day, and he's basically, basically saying the same thing that you just said, that he said that men will ignore their girl until he fi- they find out that someone else wants to sleep with her. Right, exactly, exactly. So there's a way to um, to get him to sit up and notice without actually then, you know, going after another man and mm-hmm. sleeping with another man in order to right. get his attention. Because I think once... Uh, we sleep with the other man generally, then we're not interested in the first man, and it's all too late. (laughs) So that's when going out in groups is incredibly helpful. Because if there's, you know, if some kind of a group or a community has been formed, he can see in a moment that his neglecting her is going to be trouble because there's already other men who are, you know, interested in moving into his place. So, so, again, I that's why I don't like this one-on-one date, yes. because it, it, we lose all the power with that, whereas going mm-hmm. out in a group really um, gives us a lot, of, a lot of attention and a feeling of attractiveness, and it keeps our men on their toes. Yeah, in fact, as you said in the book, the American date is more about becoming intimate. You know, that's why I get questions like, oh, should I have sex on the third date? And I always say, hell no. Yeah, I just think it, it's a, it's um, you know it's a terrible setup for yes. both men and women, mm-hmm. especially because if the men you know if they're paying for the date and it, it's um, you know an expensive dinner and maybe a show, you know three dates they might feel like gee, um, <laughs> I <laughs> I need something back here. <laughs> I need something back, and I I can understand the man's point of view. But on the other hand, the woman is like, I just met this man. I've had three encounters with him that have been rather artificial, where we're sitting in an expensive restaurant and interviewing one another, and I don't know if I'm ready to go to bed with him. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, be like a French woman and just throw that whole equation out the window so that it's not about money and it's not about a time frame and it's not about any rules or it's just really about getting to know one another in the context of a community. Um, yeah, and the thing is, as I mentioned, you know, the economy now, I think what men will really appreciate just going for a walk. <laughs> yes, yes, I think so too. And the other um, thing that I, I wanted to say is that even after, so when things are starting to get, um, you know, more intimate, so we've gone from the dinner parties, also, um, you know, dinner parties in people's homes as well as, um, you know, going out to a, a cafe or a bar or, a, you know, some kind of cabaret or something, but, um, and then comes the walking. But after that, often the French woman will have him over for dinner and she will make dinner for him. And I know to some of your listeners, mm-hmm. this is going to sound really, really retro, okay. but I think it's also, you know, the truth is the way to a man's heart is still through his stomach. And um, it's, it's a very, that is really, you know, the French seduced through food, and it really creates 
I think, a wonderful bond. And here's the thing, is that not only do French women cook for their men, but the men cook for the women. Mm-hmm. So it's, and again, I think it's a really, really lovely way to um, to get to know one another and to, um, you know, take your time with the romance. Yeah, my boyfriend in Italy, I was lucky because he owned a little, um, you know, like mini supermarket. And so he would work all day and he'd come home and cook for me. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> very lucky. Well, I'm, I'm married a man who does that. He's making dinner tonight. In fact, he's making lamb and he's a great cook. <laughs> so I, I, too, am a very lucky girl. And he's not even French. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the whole cooking thing is it's not even so much the food. It's the fact that you're doing something for them that reminds me of their mother because their mother fed them when yes. they were younger. Yes. And it's just primal, you know. It's For all of us, um, the senses of taste and smell are our, those are our earliest memories. It's very Proustian. It's like the little taste of the Madeleine in Swan's Way that brings back his entire childhood. So, you know, taste and smell, um, it's I think it gets us into deep places, and and yeah, I think you're right. It reminds them of their mother and a feeling of of safety and um, and a connection to childhood. Yeah. Now um, you talk about la femme, the certain age. Yes. <laughs> which is woman of a certain age. So yes. you know, as you know, I deal with the cougar relationships and. Um, French women, they've had this right for a long time. They have no problem dating younger men, whereas, you know, um, especially in the last few days, I've been getting a lot of flack, like, on Twitter, and people are saying, why are you why are you encouraging women to date younger men? Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to people who are against cougar relationships? Well, I think that they're, um, you know, again, they have, if they're against it, just, you know, without looking at the individuals involved, it's just very, um, you know, narrow-minded, because I think that love comes in all different configurations, and that for some women, the cougar relationship is actually really perfect, because, um you know, if um, you know, as men want different things and women want different things at certain ages, and I think where, where there's an older woman and a younger man, um, they're, you know, they're they're not necessarily looking to, you know, get married and have babies within the next five minutes, yeah. <laughs> but rather it's it's a a relationship of pleasure, and um, and I think for a woman, an older woman, it can be very very empowering and and really sexy and i also think there's nothing wrong with an older man and a younger woman you know as long as everyone's a consenting adult mm-hmm. i think that we should um you know open up our ideas of where we find love and romance exactly so i say more power to you lucia absolutely <laughs> I'm leading the cougar revolution. I'm very proud to do so. Excellent. Uh, (laughs) And I think younger men really appreciate um, older women because um, say you have a, you know, a 35-year-old man. If he's dating 35-year-old women, then he's, you know, they're, they're often on the fast track 
to marriage and babies. Yes. Whereas with an older woman, it it just feels it's much more just about the present. Exactly. So moving on, because time has really flown. Yes, my goodness. Oh, my God, I wish you had you on for two hours. So you have in your book a quote, one of my favorite quotes that I've been using for years by Marcel Proust, and he said, an absence, the decline of a dinner invitation, and unintentional coldness can accomplish more than all the cosmetics and beautiful dresses in the world. Yes, yes. So this is Marcel Proust, and... um, you know, this is um, this is the idea that, you know, we often think, again, when we get the idea of, you know, our professional lives, business lives mixed up with our, we can get ourselves into trouble because um, in our professional lives, we, you know, we need to show up all the time. Mm-hmm. We have to be there. But with, um, when, with romance, not showing up can add a lot of mystery. And again, that's, that's the... Um, the secret garden can be really helpful. So by not always saying yes and not making the phone calls and just um, by, by just, um, and, and you know, the, not being totally forthcoming about every little aspect of our lives. I think oftentimes as women, we think that intimacy also means telling the man the minutiae of our day. And this can be a real romance wrecker. So this, this just, um, you know, this mystery and not telling all can be really, really powerful for a woman. Yeah, in fact, you just reminded me of a story. Uh, when I was living in Italy, um, this very famous rock star, who I will, will not name, was dating, um, you know, like a B-list actress from Italy. And he was totally taken with her, even though she was kind of a groupie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, um, you know, he called, she was living in Italy, he was living um, somewhere else. <laughs> so he called and he said, hey, I'm going to be in Milan next week. And, you know, obviously he wanted to see her. He's like, and she's like, well, that's nice. I'm going to be in the Caribbean next week. Uh-huh. And so she wasn't there. And so he was really upset when he was in town. And, and his friends were like, oh, please, come on, forget her. You can do better. She's just a groupie. And he's like, I don't care. I love her. Right. Yes, because it, yes, it adds to her cachet because she is not so readily available. She's off to the Caribbean, and I think that that's that's re- really important. That and, and it's we mustn't rearrange our whole schedule to coincide with a man's schedule because that will always backfire. So it's important for a gal to take care of herself and to you know do what pleases her. And I have to add one thing about pleasing oneself. Mm-hmm. French women wear good lingerie every day, really nice lingerie every day for themselves. It's not for some event or to, you know, please a particular man or, you know, some big hot date, but rather they do it every day so that they feel sexy and beautiful in a constant way. So it's not like an either or situation. Right. It's like either I'm really sexy or I'm wearing or my not. granny pants. 
No, they shouldn't. No one should have granny plan, panties or no. flannel pajamas. Get rid of those. Right yeah, now. we should outlaw them, right, Lucia? Exactly. I mean, yeah, I sleep in a, in an acute nighty every night, and I'm sleeping by myself, and no one's going to sleep yes. at my cat. Yes, <laughs> yes, and you feel great, and and I think that carries through to your day. And then, you know, if there's a knock on the door from the, you know, <laughs> the I don't fire know, department. Man, you're going to look mighty cute. <laughs> the fire department, hopefully. <laughs> That's right. The fire department to rescue you and carry you out. It's funny because we had a little fire one time in our building. And that was like the one night I was going out. I was like, damn it. The one night I have to go out, there's hot firemen here. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have hung out and said hello. Oh, so that's we, great. <laughs> I'm going to have to use that in this uh, television series we're working on as a story. Oh, okay. The hot fireman. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see a fireman, I always feel like saying, hey, where's the fire? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you remember that scene from Sex and the City. No. What, what you, was it? You don't remember that in Sex and the City? Um, Samantha is dating a fireman. You don't remember that? I can't oh, remember very... all the episodes. <laughs> There's a lot of dating going on there. So You have to get your Netflix and take a yeah. look. Yeah. So we can't talk about French women until we talk about the whole thing about French men all have mistresses and French women all look the other way. So what do you have to say about that? Well, I, you know, I interviewed thousands of French women and a lot of French men. And this is... This is not so true. It's not, you know, Americans have built this up as like, okay, so every single Frenchman out there has a mistress and every single French woman has a lover. I mean, that's the other myth. Mm. And, you know, French men um, have affairs and French women have affairs. And you know what? Guess what? American men have affairs mm-hmm. and American women have affairs. Right. I think that, and I don't think there's more going on in France than there there are in America, but I do think that they're more open about it, that it's not quite so, such a secret, that it's a little bit more, um, you know, it, it's just a little bit more out in the open than you find it here. But I think that it's not all that different than in America. Yeah, I think the, the difference is they don't freak out as much if they find out that their partner is having an affair. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, oh, okay, well, you know. Um, uh, what should we do? <laughs> All right, well, now. Well, we're... oftentimes they repair the relationship, or they'll, you know, they'll they'll want it to end, but it doesn't become quite as a dramatic scene as it is in America. And also, I think I've heard sometimes that, you know, when, let's say, a husband finds out that his wife has been having an affair and he's been neglecting her, suddenly, you know, suddenly he wants her again. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think that in some in some instances, an affair can actually save a marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it depends. But I think in some ways... Um, it's it's something that can say, look, there's been a problem. It's you know signifies a problem, and that this can be fixed. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't think it's necessarily the end of the world. No. Um, okay, so let's talk about. This is going to sound strange, but posture, because you talk about posture in your book. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I sat up straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, posture is really important. Um, you know, uh, French girls as children, they're, um, most of them are enrolled in dance classes. And it's not because their mothers or their grandmothers think, oh, this kid is going to be a fabulous, you know, prima ballerina. But really, it's about body awareness 
And yes, walking beautifully and standing up straight. And it's, you know, it's a powerful thing for a woman. I mean, it's very sexy to see a woman walking down the street in high heels who is walking beautifully and not wobbling in them, but really has, you know, her shoulders back, her stomach in, and, um, you know, a sense of good posture. Um, yeah, in fact, um, I, you know, the supermarket I go to, there's a guy I talk to in the produce department all the time. And, in fact, he said, you know, I see beautiful women come in here every day, but you've got that it factor. You stand out because of the way you carry yourself. Ah, yes, yes. So it's the same thing. So, yes, so that's your, probably your European background, I would think. Um, well, yeah, because I also did modeling, and I actually took oh. walk, walking lessons. Oh, my God, walking lessons. <laughs> I want to get walking lessons. Walking, you know, just like... Where did you get walking? Well, with like a, carrying a book, uh, yeah. balancing a book on the top of your head? That, and also when, you know, I, I went to modeling school, and so we had to learn how to walk down the runway, so that's how I became aware of being able to walk, you know. And I usually, oh, I love it. Yeah, I've got, yeah, usually I tone it down, because I feel like I really put it on with the walk, you know. Yes. Things yes. get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Cars start uh, having accidents. Um, so, so finally, then, uh, what are some ways that, because um, you talked about French women being mysterious, what are some ways that American women can be more like French women? Well, first I would say get out of the dating scene. You know, have dinner parties. Start having dinner parties like your Hungarian friend mm -hmm. and build up your, your coterie or your group of, of both men and women uh, wear good lingerie every day for yourself. Uh, develop a kind of secret garden. You know, outside of you have your professional life and then you have your romantic life, but be sure to take care of your own private life because that builds confidence. And, um, you know, really embrace the idea that men and women are different and enjoy that about them. And um, finally, I would say start wearing scarves. It's a little thing, and start walking as much as mm -hmm. possible because I think that connects you to the earth and your sense of self within the context of your community. And also you'll start to develop um, le regard, which is the look, and it's you'll start to notice you know, men, and men will start to notice you. So go out to the Grove immediately. Tell your L.A. readers. <laughs> <laughs> go out there and, and walk the walk. Walk the walk. Um, and also the thing about walking is that people see you. So and now I'm thinking, you know, if you're in a parking lot, instead of trying to park as close to the mall or the store as yes. possible, park as far away so you can walk. Yes, yes, absolutely. And I really feel it's good for your, your body your psyche and your soul, your sense of, of who you are in this world. And it's funny because we're talking about walking, but meanwhile here in L.A., you know, well, they, they say people don't walk. I mean, they do, but really not as much as other cities. Yeah, I know it's a little bit of a challenge in L.A., but I think, um, you know, I think it can be done. Maybe Absolutely. you have to drive your car to a place. Right, and then walk. And park it. And, <laughs> yeah, but I think it's really important to bring it into your life. I don't think the gym is necessarily, I mean, I know, you know, um, yeah. especially L.A. is a real gym culture, mm -hmm. but I don't think that's necessarily the best place in the world to um, get your exercise. 
Also because, you know, there's something very, it's just unfrenched, all those machines. <laughs> That's funny. That's, wow, well, i got to write that down. The gym is unfrenched. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, because, because, you know, um, you know, the French women, they, they, they want to dress up. They're not going to be sweating in some, you know, well, workout I mean, clothes in front of a, the, you know the guy next to them. <laughs> they want to look good. But you know what? I mean, I love the gym. I work out. I, I do wear sexy stuff for the gym, I must admit. And I, I have a little bit of makeup on. So I, even though I work yeah. out, I make sure I look great. Okay, good. So All it, right. It, so you're, you're, you're holding up the fort for the rest. Yeah, I can be, it can be done. And if I start <laughs> to sweat, if I start to sweat, I go into the dressing room and uh, put the uh, air, hair dryer, air dryer on oh. and, and dry off and then go back <laughs> to the gym. Genius. <laughs> That's right. Hey, we got to look good no matter what. You never know who's going to show up. So Exactly. Your date with destiny. You <laughs> may be at the gym. <laughs> um, okay. So the book is called French Women Don't Sleep Alone, Pleasurable Secrets to Finding Love. And also you have another book called Bonjour Happiness. If you could just briefly tell us what that book is about. It's uh, Secrets for Finding Your Joie de Vivre. Oh. So, um, you know, ways to find happiness and joy in everyday ordinary life through the French woman way, which, um, you know, also includes, um, well, there's certainly recipes in the book and walking everywhere and romance. And I talk a lot about lingerie, one of my favorite topics. And um, the exciting um, news is that the television writer Susan Jaffe and I are working on a series called French Women Don't Sleep Alone. That's great. Yes. It's going to be a so, real. Is it going to be a reality show? No, it's going oh, okay. to be a cable sitcom. Nice. Yes, so it should be a lot of fun. Good. We all need a little bit of a French woman in our lives. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> European. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being on. It's um, my pleasure. Yeah, and uh, the website is jamiecatcallen.com. We'll have a link on the LA Talk Radio page. That way people can find you and um, find out what you're all about. Excellent. Thanks so much for being on. Lucia, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Au revoir. Au revoir. (laughs) Bonjour. (laughs) Okay, hey, I got to use my French and a little bit of my Russian. I speak four languages with varying degrees of proficiency and a little bit of Russian. I can't say... I know Russian, but I know enough to get my banking fees reduced, apparently. So, anyways, thank you so much for being here today and finding out about French women. Uh, My book is uh, Lucia's Lessons of Love, and you can find that at LessonsOfLove.net, where you can see a free excerpt. My website is TheArtOfLove.net, where you can sign up for my free weekly newsletter. And until next time, I want to say... Bonsoir, and remember that love inspires, empowers, uplifts, and enlightens. You're listening to The Art of Love with your host, Lucia, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.